0: What the fuck is happening, fam? It is your boy, the motherfucking Sultan of Sativa, the Ayatollah of Indica, the Bobby Fisher of BHO, the motherfucking Michael Phelps of Marijuana, the Maestro de Macoya, also known as Ned Sparks, also known as Willie the Cool Penguin, also known as Dank Hill, also known as Cal Whipkin, aka Lord Bonchmore. We're here tonight. Might be daytime for you when you're listening to it. For me, I'm recording this at night, as I usually do. I'm in the fucking studio right now, recording a brand new episode of Let's Talk About It. We got a lot to get into tonight. Lots to get into. First and foremost, I think we need to talk about a little international cannabis. Right? <clears throat> all over the news, all over social media, at least in my echo chambers, you see mad headlines about Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner has been sentenced nine years. Nine years in fucking Russian hard labor camp. Russia. You know? hanging out with the Igors and fucking Gorbachev you know Um, but I'd like to I'd like you know everybody knows Brittany Griner Uh, she's like apparently the LeBron of the WNBA so I mean is she even of uh, a six man caliber of the NBA who knows who knows Right, I mean, some people are gonna get mad for at me for saying this. It's an old example, you know. If you win at the Special Olympics, at the end of the day, you're still retarded. And I know, I know the fucking before you jump down my throat, the Special Olympics are very important, and it gives people an opportunity uh, to not be viewed as handicapped and motherfucking capable. I know that. I've seen plenty of videos watching these people win and the fucking raw emotion. And I can only imagine what it takes to train for Special Olympic shit. You know? I got a buddy uh, in the jiu-jitsu realm who's got cerebral palsy and he competes in regular competition. I get it. Alright? It's just a damn joke. About the WNBA sucks and nobody gives a fuck. Um, anyway. Brittany Griner. The majority of you know about Brittany Griner. If you haven't, your head's probably been stuck under a fucking rock. But there is somebody you may not know about. And I'd like to take a quick little moment of silence. All right. Uh, just for the podcast's sake, that's the amount of time that we are going to allot to be silent, but I urge you to be fucking silent and shut the fuck up and listen to what I'm about to say about this, dude. Um, A little-known human that's uh, also been imprisoned in Russia, Mark Fogle. My man, Mark Fogle. Mark Fogle, who is he? I'll tell you what, he's not in the WNBA, He's not in the regular NBA. He's, uh, he's not a famous person. He doesn't... Uh, he's not in the news for constantly hating on the motherfucking US of A. Um, he's a 61-year-old man. He's an American teacher, an English teacher, I believe, uh, that's been teaching for the last decade in Russia, uh, in Moscow. Until about 11 months ago, a year or so ago, August of last year, he was detained. Uh, You know, he was prescribed medical cannabis for chronic pain, which he had on him at the time of his arrest. Which is a nicely worded way to say that he had some weed on him. And um, I don't know all of Russia's regulations. Uh, I would have to assume that they don't have much in the way of medical dispensaries or patient access and uh, however Mr. Fogel had it um, if I had to guess I'd say and again this is totally 100% a guess not you know don't take it to heart but if I had to guess maybe he went to Amsterdam or something you know somewhere over in Europe where it was good to go came back you know I don't know I'm not going to incriminate the guy um, but he he got jammed up Had some fucking medical cannabis for chronic pain, which he, you know, he was prescribed, I guess, by somebody. Um, He spent 11 months in Russian prison uh, until last month he was sentenced to do um, hard labor for 14 years. And now, uh, one of the things that I've seen on social media is people going on and on and on about Brittany Griner nine years it's racist it's uh it's sexist it's because she's famous yeah it is she's a fucking political prisoner and a political pawn Russia is in a cold a hot war with Ukraine right now trying to denazify them motherfuckers and we keep sending billions and billions and billions of dollars and weapons over there I bet if we didn't do that they wouldn't give a single solitary fuck about Britney Griner, you know, or Mark Fogle, or any of these other motherfuckers. But hey, what the fuck do I know? You know, my man, my man, uh, my man, Mark Fogle, sentenced to fourteen years. He's a white dude, you know, also an American citizen. He got an additional five years on Britney Griner. They they gave her less time, and they prefer. White males in Russia over gay black women. It's just a fact. They don't don't stand for that shit. They don't give a fuck. It's Russia, dude. It's fucking Russia. Like, everywhere else in the world is not the motherfucking US of A. When you leave here, you have to remember, not everywhere has the same freedoms. So, that's something to think about and be grateful for. When it comes to America, we love America and uh, we need to fight for our freedoms. Now, it is uh, it is 100% bullshit regardless because, you know, according to Russian attorneys and uh, Mark's attorney, 14 years is absurd. 14 years is not some standard sentence you're getting for a little bit of weed. In fact, 14 years actually exceeds a lot of their normal drug trafficking and even some cases of fucking murder, right? Mark Fogel got a greater sentence than some murder cases, than some drug traffickers. And we're not talking about like, you know, a little bit of personal weed for your fucking back pain. We're talking about fucking smugglers of heroin from Afghanistan to Russia or fucking, you know, cocaine or whatever, Wherever the fuck that shit comes from, in regards to over there, I don't know. The Philippines, do they grow cocaine in the Philippines? Why do I feel like the Philippines is where cocaine is grown for Russia? If you're in Russia and you wanted cocaine, it was coming from the Philippines, China, probably. Can you grow cocaine in China? Is China having the appropriate act, you know, climate where cocaine, the coca plant, could thrive? I don't know. These are good questions. Maybe we'll discuss them on another Let's Talk About It. In fact, I'm going to write a note. Coca in China. Hell yes. Um, so yeah, if uh, if you're interested, you can... Um, change.org has a petition for Mark. I don't know what a petition is going to do, but I think they're trying to petition the president uh, to tack... Mark Fogle in on the Brittany Griner deal, you know, as we talked about in the last episode or maybe two episodes ago, uh, they're, they're trying to, they've, Biden's already behind a deal where they'll trade some Russian arms dealer for Brittany Griner. And so if they're, and I think maybe a, there's a Navy SEAL, um, that also had some weed shit. He might be in on the deal. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. Uh, but they want to get Mark in on there, and they really fucking should. He's a 61-year-old man in hard li- labor camp, yo. I mean, you're talking about by the time he gets out, he'd be 75. 75 years old. Imagine from 61 to 75, really, you know, from 60 to 75, because he spent a year, the last year, being detained. Uh, your golden years, quote-unquote, you're over there fucking trying to help people in Russia learn English like a a Fuck. You know, like some nice fucking dude. That's why people aren't nice. That's why people aren't nice is because fucking shitty things like this happen. I don't know what the fuck is going on in Mark Fogel's world to where, you know, his path led him to hard, Russian hard labor camp. Maybe he's going to teach English to the Russian prisoners. Maybe they, you know, Disney will make a fucking movie about it. Um, You know, but I really hope that we can get Mark in on the deal. I mean, he's like a small... He's a little pawn, dude. Throw him in. Britney Grind, we got Britney coming. You guys are getting a fucking, uh, one of your death merchants. This is literally an episode of Homeland. If you haven't watched Homeland, it was a Showtime show. Uh, Clara Danes had like a fucking beautiful mind, Russell Crowe thing going on as like a head of the, as like a top CIA team runner in Afghanistan and Iraq and, uh, you know, domestically and, you know, it's an eight-season show. It's a great fucking show, but in one of the seasons, uh, the U.S. makes a trade, her, for this fucking Russian spy who does all sorts of wild shit. You know, now, granted, they're both, like, in the intelligence community, but they show that shit happening, trading with different countries for shit. We did it with, with fucking shit. Uh, what do we do with Iran? The Iran-Contra deal. Um, Venezuela... Fucking in the seventies or eighties was Reagan. Was motherfucking Reagan? Uh, there was a lot. There's a lot of shit going on. <coughs> so I hope you followed all that. But yeah, let's get these motherfuckers home. Try and get on that change.org petition. I don't have the uh, link for it, but you can get on change.org. Search up my man Mark Fogle. Uh, Sign the petition if you want to do things here. Domestically, You're saying, hey, you know, these people over in Russia, we need to get them the fuck back over here. They're Americans. And, you know, regardless of whether or not Brittany Griner, I think, is an asshole for constantly hating on America, that's her right to do so. She's got the fucking freedom of speech that we all have, that I have, to say what the fuck I think, you know? And just because I, I think differently doesn't mean that she should be trapped in a fucking Russian labor camp because of cannabis. And in no way do I feel any sort of good about that. That's not good for anybody. I'll tell you what. I ain't never going to fucking Russia because I know I can't bring my weed with me. You know? And uh, and I, I'm not fucking around trying to get some weed. Fuck around, they'll give me some crocodile. I'm trying to get some... I'm trying to get some runts and they give me some crocodile. You know? I don't want that fucking shit. Like, you know, this... It's just... It's bullshit, you know. And uh, and honestly, though, if our government is willing to trade and get these people back, then immediately, immediately, as soon as we fucking, that Russian hits, um, you know, I don't know, Kazakhstan soil, you know, right on like the fucking border where uh, where it's like a demilitarized zone. You know, they got to cross a little bridge or something and uh, and Brittany Griner and fucking Mark Fogle and the Navy SEAL dude, whatever his fucking name was. Um, as soon as those motherfuckers get back in our custody, debriefed and back on American soil, every motherfucking prisoner locked up for weed um, should be fucking set free. Because if our government's willing to go out of our way and, and trade and and say that these people are being detained... Wrongfully, broad. Well, what does that say about our people here? Are they not wrongfully detained? Are they not victims of modern-day slavery in the industrial prison complex? Because I would say that they are, working for fucking pennies on the dollar uh, for companies, basically getting tax breaks for using prison labor. You know, Thirteenth Amendment abolished slavery, except for those convicted of crimes locked up in the prison system. You know, and that's a fact. Go look at the Constitution if you're unaware. You know? um, I do... Uh, I do like it. My, um, you know, shout-out... Uh, I got a, I know I got a couple of my buddies from the gym. Shout-out to, to the Conquest homies. And any of my, my other Jiu-Jitsu homies. I know my homies at Kozma might be listening who also might actually be in the law enforcement community uh they listen to this podcast they love it they get a lot out of it uh learn a lot about our culture uh which is important you know and as fucking awkward as it was like you know i've been training jiu-jitsu for a couple years and uh have finally kind of opened up to some of these guys and they've not that i've been hiding lord bongs from them but they've recently discovered it and discovered my podcast and they're loving it and um you know, it's informative. It lets them know about me a little more and, uh, you know, but it's informative to them and, and kind of our culture and, um, you know, doing jiu-jitsu, training jiu-jitsu has given me a totally different perspective on uh, police. Not that you're going to catch me fucking licking anybody's boots, uh, but that cab shit has kind of gone out the window, you know, especially because I do know a lot of these people that, don't give a fuck about weed. And, and every day I hear more and more stories about people, um, you know, not being harassed during a, a police, a routine traffic stop or some other, you know, interaction with a cop. You know, and I'd like to think that um, at least locally in my community and uh, from doing jujitsu with these guys and being around them and training with them and talking to them. You know, they've learned some shit. They've gotten a different perspective. I mean, I know for a fact, my one buddy who's a, he's a Marine. Uh, he was a police officer for a bit. And uh, while well, he was a police officer, he was talking to me about how uh, they would always get mad uh, at his body cam footage. Because he'd be like, I don't fucking care about the weed. Dump this shit out. I'm not the fucking weed police. Where are the guns? Give me the hard drugs. You know, my man was trying to out there trying to fight crime. He was trying to get dangerous people off the street. You know, and obviously George Soros funded prosecutors don't give a fuck about prosecuting these crimes and, like, you know... It's like, oh, we have to care about these people. They come from a fucking, you know, shit place. You know, starting point in life, yeah. Yes. But, like, they don't have a mindset of helping people or furthering humanity. We're talking about violent criminals. You know? Not nonviolent criminals. We're talking about people that are a threat to the neighborhood. You know? Fucking get caught up with a gun that they don't know how to shoot and accidentally fucking fire it off and, and you know, hit a kid. You know, or a straight bullet goes through a window and hits grandma. You know, hits a pregnant woman. You see this shit all the fucking time. Right? Like... I'm cool. Get those people off the fucking street. I got kids. I don't want. I don't want my kids to be the victim of a, a stray bullet. You know that shit can happen anywhere at any time. You know, and I frequent cities, and places where these things happen. You know, and so I, I think about, um, you know, how how important it is. That, uh, if I would say, if you have a problem with police, if you're one of these people that's like, man, fuck the police, go to jujitsu, go to fucking jujitsu and train long enough to be able to choke one of these motherfuckers out. That's what I did. That was actually like such a motivating factor. The same guy, the Marine dude. I, I remember being like a month in going to this class and him fucking putting me in neon belly and me tapping because that shit hurt so bad. I thought a rib was going to fucking break. You know, he's pulling the lapel of my gi and and pulling my fucking, uh, my, my leg and just driving his knee in. And then when I, I pushed his knee away, he quickly switched to neon face, hit me with the park bench, you know, and God damn it did he only fucking enrage me and, like, amplify my hatred for police? But I kept coming. I kept rolling with him. Kept getting better. Kept taking less of a beating. Less of a beating. Until one day... Oh, one day. It was a perfect mix. If he was a little tired, I had... I was amped up. I kind of had a couple things. Got to a position. He was... He was lazy. And I hit that motherfucker with a rolling bow and arrow choke. And I swear to God, when when he fucking tapped and it was a thorough tap man it was like a, a, a wave of weight on my shoulders had been lifted years and years and years of shitty police interactions just slip, slipping all the way in an instant you know and in that moment, I was able to find fucking humanity for this fucking guy. Who I thought was a fucking douche. You know? But, like, I tried to show respect to on the mat, right? Like I said, he's a vet. He's a tough motherfucker. He's a firefighter, an EMT, a federal EMT, you know? And uh, just because he was a police officer now, right? Like, let that shit go. He's a father. A single father who gets the fuck after it now I'd say this dude is one of my best friends at least like my best jujitsu friends and training partners for what the fuck that's worth which to me is a lot you know um, some of these other guys that are cops now I have roles with them that are, are competitive where where I might actually get them that shit feels good that shit feels really good you know and, and you're just able to fucking let everything else go because on the mat it's no egos. You know? I mean, there is some egos. But, like, it, you're gonna get humbled real quick. You know? And you gotta be in the moment. And all that other shit doesn't matter. All that matters is not le- is you trying to impose your will on another fucking human and not letting them impose their will upon you. It's fucking rad. It's fucking really rad. It's a rad art. You know? Um... Jiu Jitsu. Speaking of Jiu Jitsu, uh, just while we're on the fucking topic, you know, I've been uh, I've been traveling to get to the gym. Right? I recently moved. I've been uh, I've been traveling to get to my gym. It takes me some fucking time to get there, and so the time that I'm on the mats is very valuable to me. It's very fucking valuable. You know, I take it very seriously as far as like being a good training partner, working hard, not giving fucking people anything for free letting, making them fucking work and, um, you know, and I I expect the same from them, right? Because at the end of the day, this is something that, you know, yeah, we, we take as a sport and we like to have fun with, but you know, this is something that could be the difference in life and death, you know, in a real, real life situation, you know? And, uh, and so when we're, we're rolling on the mat and unless it's pre fucking discussed, like, Hey, we're taking a light one, I need you to give it your all, brother. You know, or at least close to it. You know, make it tough, especially from a high level. If you're a high level competitor, right? somebody that's going to, to IBJJF tournaments and winning gold in your division, winning gold in, your open, in the open class, you know, I expect when I come over to roll with you that you're not just letting me fucking tap you out 10 times to where then we just stop and you just sit there you just been sitting there the whole time because you're fucking feeling mad or whatever or not. You're having a bad day. If you're having a bad day, say you're having a bad day to your training partner. Say, go roll with somebody else because I ain't shit today. Cool. You know, leave that weak ass shit at home. You know, and so I said something to it. You know, that's my homie. It's a tough training partner. It's somebody that I, I, I've been, I roll with all the time. And I let him know, man, hey, you're not being a good teammate right now because I don't get shit from you. Just let me fucking submit you. And he said, cool, you're right. Next day, he showed up. Dope open Matt. Said, hey, who's training? I'm here to be a shitty partner. And he was moving and grooving. That's how we roll, baby. That's how we fucking roll. Literally. You know, Vicente Jr. team. Shout out. Um, I'm going to take a quick water break. All right, I'm back. And, uh... I'm, I'm I'm getting a little fired up here. <coughs> Excuse me. Had to take a little water break. Yeah, I got my my emotional support water bottle here, and uh, it's got some ice cold water in. And I, I just realized that when you're doing anything that requires vocal uh, use of your vocal cords, recording music, a podcast especially at podcasts where you're hot boxing a studio and, um, you know, your mouth is just generally cotton mouth and there's a, a sharpness in the back of your throat from all the weed that you've been smoking, not only right now, but, uh, excuse me, throughout the whole day, honestly, literally. Literally. <sighs> And um, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And, um, you know, I'm uh, going to go out on a limb here and and say that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell didn't kill herself either so that people who replay this down the road, you'll know what I'm talking about. Hot take. Another hot take. Um, If you're somebody that takes your child, um, you know, under 18, child to a drag show, a drag brunch, uh, any of that shit. Um, but, and even more so specifically, but like your small, like babies and little toddlers and, you know, preschool, kindergarten age kids to drag shows, you should, you should be put in prison and, you know, your kids given to, uh, like another legal guardian, that is not you, because, I mean, what the fuck? I'm smoking right now on, uh, I don't know if uh, if you listened uh, last episode or two ago, talking about the Woodwide Highcraft, uh, some NorCal boys, just got a little bit of that in, been smoking on the last couple days, some Biscotti X, uh, LA Pop Rocks, the... Viper cookies All tasty, all tasty uh, The one I'm smoking right now That I've really been enjoying Is the, the Funky Charms Little little background, the Funky Charms Is Grease Apples uh, Which I don't know what the lineage of that is I should have looked that up before I got on here, but I didn't And so you can look it up Because uh, I would just Do the same thing that you could do, Google And if you care Enough, Grease Apples I, don't, I I really am interested, so maybe I will look. And if I do look, I'll let you know. But uh, its other parent strain is the Z. I don't know. I don't know which one was the mother and which one was the father. Which one is it? Is it the first one is the mother and the second one is the father? So the Skittles is the mother. The Grease Apples is the father. I don't know. But I do know Maryland has Funky Charms, Grassroots, and... I think somebody said some meds, maybe. Some of these uh, companies share cuts, and it's weird because they all will grow them very mid-year-ly. Um And that sucks. It really sucks for the consumers to have to smoke mids. I don't know if they're the same genetics or not, or if it's just different nutrients or... You know, and growing methods or phenos, maybe it's a different pheno, and it's expressing totally different terpenoids. Uh, But when I looked at the testing of this Funky Charms versus the Funky Charms for grassroots, um, it's totally different um, of the most prevalent terpenes, and like it wasn't even close; like they didn't even have the same top three or anything. I think the uh, the Cali Funky Charms was uh, high in, like, Lena uh, Lul, Lemonine, and Mercine And I couldn't even tell you what the grassroots one was, but it wasn't any of those three. And I was surprised there was no Mercine or the Mercine was, like, real minimal, comparatively speaking. Um, on the topic of local cannabis products uh, that are not mids. (sighs) Big fucking shout out to my man. And I know he's listening. Uh, A friend of the Let's Talk About It podcast pleasantly pressed on his most recent creation. He uh, used up some of his own personal stash to R&D a bunch of uh, uh, disposable rosin carts. And let me tell you, I had the grapes and cream. I'm a little upset. I did not get the straw nana I do love me some straw nana it's one of my favorite um, uh, fucking flavors of hash rosarino the straw nana and specifically my man pleasantly pressed has the 14er cut uh, which is Colorado company 14er and uh, if you happen to be in Colorado, shout out to my Denver fam because I got a bunch of y'all out there. Uh, if you know me, you know I've spent a lot of time in Denver the last few years. It's wonderful. Um, actually, next time I'm going to Denver, I'm going to be spending a lot of time on the jiu-jitsu mats. And I'm intrigued how uh, the elevation is going to severely impact my cardio Uh and um, how much of a beast I'm going to be when I come back. I'm going to have to train, like, literally the day I come back so that I'm, like, extra fucking windy. And just mop the floor on some of the homies. Hit them with the park bench. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, pleasantly pressed. This, uh, the uh, R&D went well. This grapes and cream that I'm smoking on is gas. No additives. Uh, just rosin right on in there. And, uh, I'm excited. I know there's going to be some new ones coming out, so keep your eye out, uh, for those. And if you have an opportunity, procure some. If not, well, you're beat. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? We talked about BG. We talked about my man, Mark Fogle. Um, you know, which was, which was kind of a lot. What do I have on my other page here? Um, oh man. Oh shit. But (coughs) where do we want to go from here? So I got two, I got two pathways really to go here. Um, you know, a couple, oh, really a couple. Um, we can go first and foremost, I guess Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate was raided by the FBI. Um, You've seen probably along your timelines a lot of random conservative people talking about defund the FBI and they should, um, but not because like Trump, uh, you know, because, I mean, fuck Trump. Fuck all these people that don't represent us. Remember, Operation Warp Speed, uh, he pushed out these vaccines and... If he's not careful, he will definitely... They'll definitely use that shit against him in this 2024 run. Um, But... It's just crazy to me how the FBI has raided the... um, the Trump estate, but they did not raid any of the estates of the people that were utilizing the services of Jeffrey Epstein. None of these people, their places have been raided, none of them. And uh, it's not like they don't know who they are, the FBI. Uh, when Epstein was arrested and there was like, you know, every, there was, you know, different three-letter agencies all going out throughout his, like, New York uh, brownstone that was gifted to him by the fucking CEO of, uh, fuck. Uh, the CEO of Victoria's Secret, <coughs> I believe it was the CEO of Victoria's Secret, gifted uh, whom Jeffrey Epstein handled all of his money, um, gifted him this brownstone that's like literally one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive, brownstone in Manhattan. And, uh, you know, they found all these tapes from what was going on there, and they are like, hey, you know, uh, do we need these? Why haven't we packed these up? And the FBI was like, oh, we've already seen all those. No, we already have those documented from the last time we were here. And it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? How? Did, what did you say? How does that work? How does any of this work? You know, again, remember, um, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. He he did it to himself. Nothing else. There's nothing funny about it. Um, He trafficked all those underage girls to himself. And Ghislaine, she helped traffic all of the girls to Jeffrey. And that's it. She trafficked them to Epstein. Epstein trafficked them to himself. And that's it. That's the end of it. Um, He's dead, so no, no worries. Bill Gates and them can just go up go on about buying all the farmland China buying up farmland which is fucking crazy China owns hella farmland in our country why does China own farmland why does Bill Gates own farmland fuck these people and like not like the people of China because China I'm sure is cool but like the Chinese government that's spying on America you know I wish they are you can look into it yourself Um, they just bought a bunch of farmland right near like the head communications like hub for in and out of like all global communications from our country they're 10 miles down the road and it's fucking nuts Of course China say no no we would never do something like that never we're just working on this. Okay, cool, cool. Um so we can go down two rabbit holes right now. We can go down um, a topic I had with a, a a person I know that's an addict uh that really pisses me off and um or we can go down the monkeypox rabbit hole again uh which is kind of crazy. Um so you know what and and I really wanted to spend a lot of time on this uh, conversation I had, but I think I'm going to uh, drastically reduce it so that we could talk more about monkeypox. Because that's, um, uh, it's just, some of this data is just so crazy to me and I don't, like, I, I, we just need to talk about it, you know, we just need to talk about it. I can't help it. <coughs> and you're not here to stop me or converse about it with me, so I got to get it fucking out there somehow sorry I'm just smoking this weed tried to bring the J back to life it started to go out it's the second of the recording uh, it's a little smoky in the studio I didn't even cut us out for a water break I just went in oh my god ice cold water is just like so fucking refreshing I don't understand people who don't drink water how do you not drink <coughs> water um bebo agua Portuguese for I drink water I don't know the word for lots or else I'd say I drink lots of water Um, yeah, so I guess really... Okay, so I guess I just made the decision myself. Um, so this person I know... Was recently, like, um... Kind of attacked. Um, her and one of her friends were robbed. Somebody ran up on them and tried to rob them. And she, like, went bananas and was yelling at them. And where it happened... There's a bunch of Johns Hopkins security around. Usually within a block. And, uh... You know, when I asked her about it, I was like... You know, are you okay? And blah, blah, (coughs) blah. And she said, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. And she was like, well, I think they... You know, they may have known the person I was with. He's got, you know, this and that. All they got from him was his meth pipe, which is kind of funny. And I was like, meth pipe? Oh, God. You know, and this person... uh, So she says she has dissociative personality disorder. Which... Is a lot to go into But you know Pretty self-explanatory there Dissociative uh, You know Like literally Dissociates not there Like her trauma is too much to bear So she becomes a different person And um, you know I don't know the specifics of her diagnosis And she literally tells everybody So I'm telling you And um, You know I'm not breaking her anonymity Because you don't know her name So hey fuck it and a little while ago she showed me a picture she's like this might be one of the most beautiful pictures I ever took and it's some like crust punk kid with a fucking needle full of the old golden dragon and she knows my history and that's kind of why we're tight is because you know I've I've shared my experience strength and hope with her in regards to my journey on getting clean and where I'm at she's definitely not a weed person so that's really not her path Uh, we talked the other night about some of this stuff and she was like, you know, Hey, what if I told you you're like the exception and not the rule? And I was like, I would agree with you. She was like, most people don't get clean this way. And I'm like, well, no, the people that do get clean, do get clean this way. But it's just that more people die than get clean and stay clean. Um, you know, and she's like, "Yeah, well, this and that." Starts talking about harm reduction, and you already know I had a giant fucking eye roll. She's like, "Well, you know, with harm reduction, you keep them alive long enough to get clean." I'm like, "Okay, does that mean you're enabling them?" Because for me, it was really about when I had nothing. She's like, "That tough love shit doesn't work. People don't understand, you know, addicts." I'm like, "Bro, everyone and their mother has addicts in this, their family." Like there's yeah, you might still have one or two people, just as like your like your grandma and grandpa still say mad racist shit, you know, your parents probably have a much different ideology, you know, of judging people based on the color of their skin. And while some race racial shit may come up, you know, it's way less than, you know, the generation before. That's just how that shit goes. You know, and I know growing up for me, my parents were very much focused on that MLK shit. You know, hey, we treat people based on the content of their character, uh, not the color of their skin. And uh, regardless of their character, we treat everyone with respect. You know, so like ultimately even trying to take it a step further. Um, and she was like, bullshit, bullshit. You know, and really everything she was, I was like, she was like, I know people... She was like, there's this study, and she talks about a study. And I'm like, oh, yeah, and I have I talked about the same thing. And, you know, I was like, yeah, she brought up the rats doing cocaine and then giving them the cocaine water in a social environment. I'm like, she's like, yeah, every once in a while they go back for the cocaine water, but that's it. They're not, like, depressed and using it as this and that. I'm like, okay. I was like, that's great. You know, I myself, my experience has been... You know, I've been able to dabble in cocaine if I so chose. Now now things are different because there's fentanyl and cocaine. And I'm like way too fucked up with my deviated septum. And don't give a fuck about cocaine. uh, Or feel the need to do so. And um, it's really... um, You know, it really was not... I mean, it was problematic. Like, I did a lot for, like, six months straight. And then at the end of that six months, I fucking tried to kill myself. She was like, yeah, that's post-acute withdrawal syndrome. I was like, no, it's not. It's fucking a totally rearranging of chemical makeup of a 17-year-old. You know, changing brain chemistry. Relying on blasts of dopamine. You know, the post-acute withdrawal syndrome is, like, dealing with some of the fucking highs and lows that come with, like, the brain re-regulating after not doing that, you know. But I continued to do other drugs after I stopped doing cocaine. It was like I still smoked weed. I still drank very regularly, you know, after that time when I was younger. And, um, you know, and I've only done cocaine probably a handful of times since then. And... Um, but not in probably 10 years or eight years, something like that, whatever. And, uh, who's counting, right? The, um, the point being, I told her, I was like, you know, when it comes down to something like that, it's so much more mental. And she's like, no, it could be physical. I was like, there were no physical effects of cocaine. Like when you fucking, the physical effects of not doing heroin or opiates or whatever. Right. Cause Ain't really not much dope out there nowadays. It's all fentanyl, right? So she's like, well, I know people that uh, can use, like, successfully and and chill. And I was like, that's great. I don't. I don't. She was like, would you like to meet them? And to me, first of all, that felt like kind of a a loaded question. But it was also kind of fucked up because it's like, no, motherfucker, why would I want to meet them? So that, like, are you, like, trying to, like... You know, help me in some sick, twisted way that your addict brain is telling you I want what you want, i.e., being able to use successfully. What does that mean? You know, um, she's like, Dr. So and so is a neurobiologist, fucking just came out as talking about he casually uses heroin, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, he's doing it for fucking shits and giggles to see how it impacts the brain in a scientific setting with pharmaceutical grade shit. You're not doing the same shit he's doing. You're not doing it for the same reasons he's doing it. You're doing it to avoid trauma and dealing with your emotions and your feelings, which is like essentially the definition of an addict. And this guy is doing it for literal science. Not the same. And she was like, Well, I know other people that do it in this type of fashion, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, you know, I was like, you know what? Actually, no, I do. I did know somebody. And I'm going to use his name because he's dead. You know, my fucking man, Bill Olden. Bill Olden was on, ripping and running for a time. And then he stopped for a time. And he said, I'm going to use casually. And he did. He said, I'm going to use willpower and mental strength. I'm not going to use a program. And he did. Or once a week or once every other week or some varied length of time. You know, it'd be like, oh, I'm going to hang out with the boys and shoot up and uh, one night he was by himself and he died he overdosed and I told that to my friend and uh, it definitely stopped her for a sec you know she had an answer for everything addicts have an answer for everything and especially when we're looking for ways I was like look you know your path my path is my path the path of people that go to a fellowship program and do that i was like you're talking about other people and trying to find she was like well it says there's people who's too emotionally damaged who cannot recover i'm like sounds like an excuse as to why you can't do it i said if you and if you didn't do everything they told you to do um then you're not doing it if you don't work the steps and start working and incorporating the principles into your life on a daily basis daily basis Get out of your own self-centered bullshit then you're gonna be stuck like you're not gonna stay clean you can only stay clean you know white knuckling it not really being about shit and then you're gonna feel some kind of way when people are talking about you not, not being about shit because you're not about shit because it's fucking true that's how it goes and then guess what you're back to fucking sucking dick for dope or meth or whatever fucking other drugs you're doing right now you know one of her personalities is a sex worker she said so that's how that works <clears throat> um, you know and I talked to her for like an hour and I'm always gonna spend time with people that I know um, you know having a conversation with people I are interested in my thoughts on the subject and and Want to know my experience, uh, whether that be to actually help themselves or, you know, to say, "Ah, fuck this idiot I'm gonna do what I want to do. Uh, I'm willing to share it, right? It's fine, and uh, but I'm also gonna be honest. I'm not gonna settle for bullshit, and I let her know uh, that she was lying to herself, and try. And she knew it. She said an easier, softer way, which is like some like common. NA speak um, you know it's what we were doing while we're using actively we're trying to find an easier softer way than having to accept personal responsibility and clean up our shit own our shit like for me that shit was great because I. it really was an outline on how to live life that some people just get and understand or are taught and live you know their whole life that way I didn't live my life that way I had a different mentality I I was entitled I was like f- fucking sad because I didn't get my way in a fucking little pissy you know poopy pants way you know to where I then put myself in bad positions and I went through some real shit and uh, it made me realize how to be fucking grateful for the opportunity to fucking wake up and suck air one more day You know, and my favorite line in any uh, NA literature that I still is like, it like rings through my brain as a thought probably every day, multiple times a day is through our inability to accept personal responsibility, we end up creating our own problems. You know, and I'll say that again because it was like some basic shit that gets read at every single meeting you go to during like a little reading that they have. And it's like through our inability. To accept personal responsibility we end for our actions, we end up creating our own problems. And shit, I realized pretty quickly after I got clean that you didn't need to be a drug addict for that to be a, the case. Because even clean, you know, I put myself in some dumbass situations... And, you know, I had to accept some responsibility to be able to clean up the wreckage of shit clean. And uh, and that's today. That's every day. That's some shit that people need to be thinking about every day. Personal responsibility. Right. If you have fucking problems, how can you take responsibility? How can you take fucking, you know, extreme ownership? Right. Because because not everything may be your fault, but you may have played you played a fucking part, motherfucker. You know, you played a part in some way and no matter how minute that part is, if you accept responsibility for it and make a change, it's going to make you better. It's going to help you continue to grow. It's going to help you to move forward in creating the habits and the discipline and cultivating enough, you know, to to keep moving forward in the right direction. You know, because if you can take responsibility for your shit, it's like, hey, you know, you get into a fucking fight with your old lady. Right. The old ball and chain, if you will. Right. She comes. You're fucking you're watching the fights on TV. You're watching you're watching King Gordon getting at it with with, you know, whoever he's talking shit about this week. And she's fucking telling nagging a, you know up your ass about not spending enough fucking time with her. Well, you know, no one's saying you can't watch the, the jiu-jitsu match. But it's like, hey, you know, maybe I'll go spend a little time with the old lady. Hey, you know what? On Wednesdays, why don't we fucking, we do this. Let's have a little night. Let me make the dinner for you. We'll, it'll be nice. We'll run you a bath and we'll watch your favorite show. And then guess what? After she falls asleep early, then you watch your shit. You know, if you're fucking not taking care of your bank account and you're like, oh, you know, swiping away and you're like, oh, you feel a little pang in your stomach. Then you look, you got four overdraft fees and you're weighing the negatives and you don't have the fucking money to do that. And you got to humble yourself and call the motherfucking bank and say, hey, can you guys take these off? And maybe they will, maybe they won't. And if they do, great. And if they don't, well, you got to deal with that. You got to pay that. And you got to fucking get your account squared up And get moving and grooving And don't do that dumb shit again You know Because you got to think about your fucking future You got bills to pay And right now everything is up Food costs are up Gas is up it's Fucking cotton is up Raw goods are up Everything Meat is up You know they're trying, they're trying to tell you everything's in a shortage It's fucking not It's a lie It's bullshit God damn it. All right, I'm going to take another water break. Um, Yeah. So, I'm back. Um, So, uh, originally, I was looking for uh, an article that I saw... Someone had posted on Instagram or, like, a screenshot of an article uh, that was talking about Paxlovid pacifiers for babies. Which, if you're not familiar with, uh, Paxlovid is, like, the new Pfizer... It's basically Pfizer-Mectin, I believe. And uh, it's, like, the Pfizer version so that they can make some money on ivermectin since it works, you know? So they do, they just like change a molecule so then they can patent it. And they're like, yeah, it's Pfizermectin; It's good to go, totally different thing. Um, So I was, I was searching for that. I couldn't find it. So I don't know if it was like bullshit or, you know, and the website that was hosting it took it down or if it got like scrubbed off the internet. Anyway... Nothing came up except, like, some other article from I don't even know when about Jessica Simpson uh, getting backlash for giving her three-year-old a pacifier, which is fucked up, and I think that was, like, really a while ago because for some reason I think I heard about that. I have no clue why I would have heard about that ever. But I'm pretty sure that was not the first time that flew into my brain and so i couldn't find that and i was like okay well i need to find uh, i need to find something that's going on with all this bullshit <coughs> 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 so i said uh, you know let's look up some shit about covid 2.0 you know aka the old monkey pox You know, they haven't, people are really not not buying a lot of the COVID shit anymore. Most people, you know, you still see like one or two people holding on to the mask shit. uh, Just like, like now they're rebels, you know? And like, good for them. Just fucking good for them. I do my best not to laugh in their face. I usually contain my chuckles. But I have them. I definitely have me some chuckles. And they all fit into like a certain, like, genus quoi. You know, they're all the same category of people. They all you could lump them. They're the same person. You know. More often than not, obviously there are some anomalies, but few and far between, relatively speaking. Um, so you know, I was looking up. I was like, well, let's see what the fuck is up with monkey pox. Okay. See if anything has changed. Um, oh, before on the topic of Pax Lovid, right here's, I don't know if you saw, it was like Biden got COVID again and then he tested negative for COVID, but then tested positive for COVID again, like a day or two later. And after, like, having a five-day treatment of Paxlovid, uh, a.k.a. Pfizer-Mectin. And they gave it to him. Apparently, this is something they're calling a rebound case. Have you heard of this? I've not heard of this. I know what a breakthrough case is. I know uh, Purdue Pharma made up the term breakthrough pain for when, you know... The Oxycontin wears off and your pain comes back like it does whenever you use opiates as you develop a tolerance to them naturally. That's how that works. Uh, anyway, the rebound case I'd never heard of, so I looked it up. Like I said, this is apparently why Joe Byron, uh, Joe Biven had the COVID and then tested positive for COVID again, right? Plus, I'm sure they're running it at, like, 45 cycles or whatever it is that's fucking literally you can just put anything in there and it's going to come back. Oh, yeah, there's fucking... Yeah, dude, there's some COVID shit in there. Which, in case you don't know, they've never actually isolated a sample of COVID. And so what they use to run these tests against, right... Right? What they're using as, like, the sample. <clears throat> I'm trying to break this down. What they're using as, like, the sample, right? When you when you fucking uh, run the swab up your fucking through your nose bone or, uh, you know, pee on a stick or whatever you do with the other test. I don't know. I've never taken a COVID test, so I, I don't exactly know. Maybe you, like, sneeze on it or you, like, stick it up your nose like you do the swab. Uh, how how do you take it? Do you just spit on it? How does it work? How does the COVID test work? I don't know. Um, you do whatever you do to it, right? And, you know, what they would do is they would take some isolated COVID-19 particles under a microscope and then they'd have another microscope with, like, your spit sample or your pee sample or whatever it is that they use for the test and to have that under a microscope and they'd say, oh, Yep, there's uh, some little COVID spiky balls uh, over here on the pee stick sample or the spit sample or whatever, or the nose bone sample, you know. But they've never actually isolated a wild coronavirus-19, so what they do is they run your test up against a series of coronaviruses from the past, and uh, use that as their best guide that it's COVID-19. So, if, if like you're a little confused and you're saying to yourself, LB, what it sounds like you're saying is that when you take a COVID test, you're saying that they're not actually testing it to see if I have COVID-19 they're testing to see if I have any one of some prior coronaviruses and it's ran at a speed where pretty much anything is going to show a match for a sample and that's why there's been a 94% false positive rate yes, that is what I'm saying That is exactly what I'm saying. If what you're asking me is, does this... saying, hey, LB, why does this sound like... bullshit? What they're doing is bullshit? Well, simply, friend, I'll let you know on a secret. It is... bullshit. You know? So... Stay fucking woke out there if we're going to be fucking real deal. holy field. Um, but basically they're saying it, it doesn't do shit. And so, you know, I, I just I'm, I'm really concerned about this this monkeypox vaccine. Since I heard somebody say the other day and I still I don't have a full verification on all this. Uh, that there is a like an amino acid or a protein or something in there. Uh, I said it on the last podcast, but I can't remember because I'm high right now. We're we're fucking in. We're in here. We're deep in the trenches of this episode. And um, you're going to have to forgive me because I don't remember exactly what he said it was, but it, it was like a, a tie. It was something, but it, it was something that had a fucking, like basically like a, a bomb of fluoride in it in this fucking smallpox vaccine, right? Cause it's not actually a monkeypox vaccine it's a smallpox vaccine. Um, I read an article. Uh, it's a UK article. You know, I was just trying to do some light research before doing this episode. <coughs> I'll dive deeper probably throughout the week, or maybe on the next episode. Uh, have some maybe some different inf- information, but the um, the shit that's fucking weird. Right is one they're saying it's eighty five percent effective, but they they weren't saying what it's eighty five percent effective against. Like whether that was like eighty five percent effective against transmission, uh, which if if they're saying that right, do we have another fucking COVID vax all over again where it was originally ninety seven percent efficacy in stopping transmission and that. Changed to like ninety seven percent efficacy that you didn't go to a hospital and now it's like we're at like you know a forty percent increase in excess all cause mortality. I you know <laughs> where the fuck does this go? And I can tell you if this shit has like is got like a bomb of fluoride in it, right? You're first of all if you're if you're getting this and you got it in all these other shots, your pineal gland is already probably pretty fucking rock hard calcified. And I would seriously look into finding some ways to like try to to calcify that. I don't I don't know that I do it. There are some times where I really feel like the pressure there, you know, especially when I do like breathing exercises, it's kind of crazy. Um and how much shit that I think appears in front of me. I just sometimes, you know, man, I just I don't know. I don't, I just, I, you know, are we in a reality? Are we in a simulation? I don't know. That's another discussion though. Anyway, 80% efficacy. Like what the the actual fuck? <clears throat> so they're like, it's the best thing we got. We got to get other the at-risk people the vaccine first, right? That sounds familiar, right? Who's at risk for monkeypox? Well, in this case, it's... Seemingly, gay and bisexual males. Uh, apparently, according to this article I just read about California's population, the monkeypox situation. Um, you know, it was like ninety. Is it said like something like ninety four percent. Was um, in fact, I'm going pull. That's one I could pull up. It's uh. It says who's getting monkeypox in California. State releases first demographic breakdown. I'm gonna just read it so that way you don't need to just believe me. Um, the vast majority, but not all, of the nearly 800 Californians who have contracted monkeypox in the two months since the state's outbreak began have been have been gay or bisexual men. So. The vast majority, but not all, of the nearly 800 Californians who have contracted monkeypox in the last two months since the state's outbreak began have been gay or bisexual men, and nearly three-quarters of them have been between the ages of 25 and 44. That's according to the state's first public release of demographic data for the virus, posted Friday in the California Department of Public Health website. This uh, article was written like July 20th, so um, like two and a half weeks ago and given a breakdown of the 786 probable and confirmed cases reported through Thursday. All but 17 of those cases identified as cisgender men, according to the state health department. Five were transgender men. I hate that fucking word, cisgender. They're just men. They identified as men. You don't need to say cisgender, just men. Five were transgender men. Three were cisgender women. Three were transgender women. And two were non-binary. Gender information was not available for the remaining four. Among the 554 cases with sexual orientation available, 92% were gay or lesbian, 6% bisexual, and 2% heterosexual. So uh, 98% swing to the gay side. Uh, 554 cases of the 800 where a uh, sexual orientation was available. So that means, you know, they left it blank otherwise. um, Sexual orientation data was missing or unknown for more than 230 of the cases. Okay. Uh, Dr. Tomas Aragon, director of CbDH, state's public health officer, blah, blah, blah is committed to reducing stigma among the LGBTQ community, which has been singled out and treated unfairly because of this outbreak. You know, it's not actually the first, and this is not part of the article, this is um, me, and just some of the shit that I know. This is not the first time, right? We know that with like HIV slash AIDS, it was actually anomalous that the gay population here in America was so affected because it wasn't a gay population anywhere else in the world that was affected by it. Um, So it's just kind of interesting in that regard. Uh, But this is not the first time that they have singled out or tried to make this about sexual orientation and gay people, right? HIV and AIDS were originally, uh, early on in the 80s, referred to as uh, GRID, uh, gay-related immunodeficiency um, or gay cancer, which nowadays I guess those are probably both considered slurs, right? But I mean, how many people even knew know uh, that that was even the terminology? Grid, go look up, go look it up. Grid, gay cancer, grid. Fucking search that shit on DuckDuckGo or whatever fucking search engine you use. I use Brave a lot of the time. If you were wondering. It's a good one. Um, But yeah. um, They're saying. Like. They're saying it's like so. So prevalent. In the gay community. Because of all of these super spreader events. uh, All these like. Gay sex pride festivals. Um, You know. And. They're saying that 78%. Uh, Oh, man. Hold on. We'll just go back to the, uh... uh, Back to the article. Uh, No single individual or community is to blame for the spread of any virus, he said. It's kind of crazy, though. Um... Monkeypox can infect anyone, but it has primarily affected gay and bisexual men as well as transgender people in the U.S. Spreads through close contact with other people or linens, like sheets and towels that infected people have touched. Uh... Out of the cases, 769, 98% of them are male. Um, Cases by sexual orientation, 508 cases, 91.7% are gay or lesbian, which we know, you know, gay with men. Um, of the 786 to date, only 11% have required hospitalization. Oh, excuse me, not 11%. Only 11. Excuse me, not 11%. Uh, according to CDPH, which has less than 2%, none have died. Uh, by age, Californians between 35 and 44 years old have made up 38% of cases, followed closely by those 25 to 34, 37% of the cases. Those between 45 and 54 years old accounted for another 5 ages 28 to 24 made up for 4%. In 1.3% cases, uh, only 1.3% were 65 or older. One juvenile monkeypox case has been recorded in California to date. About 45% of those cases have been white, 36% Latino, 9% Black, and 6% Asian, according to CDPH. Um, state health data shows 261 cases among L.A. County residents and 257 among residents of San Fran. The latter city on Thursday declared monkeypox public, public health emergency. Um, Sacramento Public Health Office as of Friday has detected 40, uh, 43 monkeypox cases among county residents. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. So, yeah, that's some of the data. Uh, also says that 78% of monkeypox cases um what (laughs) 78% uh, of patients have uh, genital anal rash so um, I guess they're saying especially because of contact uh, with membranes the anal membranes are very sensitive, which if you're somebody that's ever boofed anything, uh, then you would know that. And that's why you have such a good time when you parachute ecstasy. You know? It's just a fact. It's just it's just a fact. You didn't know that? Tch. Tch. can't believe that. Um, so, you know, if they're saying like, oh, you know, it's really only impacting the gay people because of these, uh, these super spreader events, right? Like, I hate the term super spreader because that sounds like rhetoric, right? And we know they used that fucking terminology a lot, very repeated during COVID, right? Which they set the precedent for a lot of this shit, dude. They set the precedent for a lot of what they're about to do with monkeypox, in my opinion. Um, just remember, 78% of monkeypox cases have genital rashola. Um... You know, so, and it's weird too, you know, and obviously it's, if you bring your kids to pride, like that's fucking weird, but it's kind of interesting that no kids that have gone to pride have gotten it, right? There's only one claim of, uh, one kid, right? Which leads you to believe, uh, maybe that kid might've, maybe that kid might've, there's a different way he got the fucking shit. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but at this point, I think, uh, we all just need to be safe. That does not mean start fucking wearing a mask and going to get a vaccine, but it does mean continue to work your fucking ass off, uh, train hard, give them fucking hell. You know, it's about that fucking time, man. The weed has fucking been hit. Um, <coughs> you already know. Uh, if you'd like to support, you listen to the podcast, you need to follow me either on, on the YouTube. So I'm actually about to start posting a bunch of YouTube shorts. Um, you know, try and find the balance of, uh, you know, talk on YouTube about things I can talk about on YouTube that can't really talk about on Instagram. Talk on Instagram about the things I can't really talk about on YouTube. So we'll see if we can find, uh, toe the line on either platform. Uh, my guess is no. So, um... Yeah, if you'd like to, um, if you'd like to fucking interact, uh, you can always, uh, with any comments, questions, concerns, book recommendations, you want to talk about jujitsu, uh, you can always send me a DM. Uh, you could tweet me, I may or may not see it. I rarely get into the cesspool that is Twitter. Um, you know, and if you don't, don't get in touch with me there. You can come uh, to my private Facebook community, Team Never Tap. Um, it's a place where uh, I'm about to start dropping a bunch of uh, some recipes, some shit for people to, uh, you know, get their life right. A uh, little community, really start trying to build a, a place where people can count on each other for not only uh, just wins in fitness or jujitsu or cannabis or whatever, right? But you know, their wins in life overall and uh, even building a, a network and a team of people that you can count on that have the same core values and beliefs and willing to put in the work as you. Um, you know, so if you'd like to go there you can go to Facebook.com slash group slash team never tap. Uh, referring to jujitsu never tapping never submitting never giving up And, uh, of course, before any of my fucking jiu-jitsu friends say shit to me just to be assholes, well, you know, there's a place, it's always, it's important to tap. Uh, Yeah, I know. But it's just like a phrase, dude. Chill. What up, council? Um, yeah, so, team never tap. Um, you can fucking download the first form app. Get me as your visor if you want to. Get after it, uh, get some coaching from me. Um, it's twelve ninety nine a month, uh, or one twenty nine for the whole year. Get two months free. You'd be fucking stupid not to save yourself a little fucking percentage of some bread, and uh, you could use that money towards like a you know a quarter tank of cat gas. Gas been going down a little bit, right? So I could breathe a little bit. I I got some gas sub four the other day. What's the best gas you're seeing around right now, price-wise? Um, you know, if you're, uh, if you're looking, if you're in need of, of some Go Juice, uh, 1P, just put out some new energy drinks, go get them. Blue Raz, Orange. Um, I got mine on the way. There's also a Cherry Lime and um, maybe a Grape. It's like no, I don't think it's great. I think it's like citrus, something or another. I got uh, I got two flavors coming. I'm excited. Maybe I'll give a couple out to the homies. It's like a nootropic, a little bit of caffeine. Uh, apparently, it it make you fucking ready to punch a hole through a wall. So I'll put on the Chrome mags and get rolling. Uh, and that's good, you know. I'll take that uh, as part of my my usual pre jiu jitsu routine. Um, actually, normally my, uh, my pre-jiu-jitsu routine is get a, uh, have a scoop or two of some megawatt, maybe an energy drink, some, some of those other guys energy drinks, uh, so I can get some caffeine. I usually avoid something that's like for working out or something with like beta alanine and, but sometimes I don't, fuck it. Um, and I take usually a triple dose of full mega high quality concentrated uh, EPA and DHA essential fatty acids, capsules, a fish oil, if you want to be lame. Uh, It's made from six different types of real deal wild caught fish. This ain't your fucking Walmart big jug of $20 fish oil, giving you some greasy shits and fish breath burps no none of that right just pure reduction of inflammation long you know kind of like a a, um you know a a lubricant for your brain helps lubricate the neurotransmitters uh which studies are showing can impact depression right so it's always good I usually take... Uh, it says take two a day. You can do that. Um, I like to take a lot. And um, I usually take like a triple dose. Uh, yeah, Sunday I had... I went to open mat, was rolling, getting after it uh, with a Marine. And he put me in a toe hole and I didn't tap and something snapped in my goddamn ankle. Uh, we kept rolling. It wasn't... Anything crazy, no swelling. Next day, had a little bit of swelling, but could walk, stand on it, stretch, you know. But my, I forgot to take my joint mobility. And so, I was hurting. I felt like the Tin Man with no oil. And uh, the reason I like joint mobility is because it's not your standard MSM, curcumin, fucking dusted joint pills that, uh, you know, a lot of these companies are, this is, this is real deal with real science. And, um, you know, this, uh, it really actually helps replenish synovial fluid and send synovial fluid to your joints, which if you don't know, is basically like the oil that helps keeps your joints lubricated so that, you know, when they're not rubbing up against each other, especially, you know, you get, um, doing jujitsu can be tough. And, uh, you know, your cartilage can kind of, uh, you can start damaging your cartilage and, you know, if you're not getting enough synovial fluid and because most people don't have good mobility, they're not getting enough, uh, for the range of motion that they could have. And, um, but I like to take it right before jujitsu, maybe a little 20, 30 minutes before jujitsu, I take a double dose, uh, four capsules with my full mega and my energy drink, and uh, something about the caffeine uh, enhances the stimulant effect uh, when in, when coupled with the joint mobility. And so, if you see me moving and grooving on the mats, it's it's because I had some some extra go. Um, you know, then you already know I like to recover post workout, whether that be at the gym, hard fucking session at the gym, uh, hard session of jiu-jitsu I like uh, two scoops Formula One Uh, my favorite flavors are Root Beer Float Magical Charms Magical Charms is like really just straight up marshmallow magical uh, like milk and uh, obviously I use a high glycemic carb to help spike my insulin let the body know I'm done working out Um, Ignition has a full spectrum multivitamin right so when you take a a full serving size you get this this rush a wave over the body you know and it's something that you can genuinely feel and that's going to uh when you do that it's going to replenish your glycogen supply which if you don't know glycogen is where your body pulls from when doing uh Hard training. Now, if you're doing some low-impact, steady-state, going for a walk, you don't need any ignition, right? Because you're not you're not burning, using my muscle glycogen for energy, right? If you're on keto, you don't want ignition because you're not burning muscle glycogen, right? You're using the ketones. So stay away from ignition if you're doing fucking that. Or if you're a diabetic, don't be diabetic and take fucking ignition. Because essentially, it is like a sugar it's sweet it's one molecule less than table sugar i don't know if you know anybody that you know has looked looked into like old school bodybuilding they always say they'd like eat raw table sugar um to spike their their insulin spike their glycogen supplies after a workout and when coupled with a fast-acting whey protein isolate like formula one Uh, It's really going to be able to then, your body's going to be able to utilize all of that protein or as much as it possibly can because first form, Formula One, is cold temperature process, which keeps it from being denatured, comparatively speaking. That's why so many other protein uh, on the market are garbage because they're cheaper. When they're cheaper, they're usually the whey is heated at higher temperatures, which really denatures the protein and makes it hard for your body to truly utilize it as a protein source and recognize it as a protein source. Uh, Whereas, you know, Formula One, it's good to go. Full spectrum of uh, amino acids you're getting in there. You know, uh, these are all uh, some foundational things. Plus, some of the things that I just... I like to use on on the regular. They're like kind of my everyday's because it, as an over thirty year old, gotta take care of my the the machine, so the machine can take care of me. Um, I'm trying to be doing jiu-jitsu for a long, 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 long time. Uh, that's part of the reason why I take Opti Greens fifty, Opti Reds fifty, Reds and Greens for gut health, bloating, reduction of inflammation in the fucking intestines helping to be proactive and, and prevent getting some good bacteria so you don't get leaky gut syndrome. You know, if you're somebody that's got IBS, Crohn's, you need this. Diabetics, got the glycemic balance blend in there, help regulate those blood sugars. Um, you know, uh, hit your daily protein goal along with some fucking OptiGreens Greens 50. You're going to be, your hormones are going to be better regulated, male or women. All right, we look at our phones so much the our adrenal glands are, glands are fucking overtaxed. Let's fucking go. You know, and um so if you like to support, go to firstform.com slash elliot E-L-L-I-O-T-A-C-E-S. Pick up some joint mobility, pick up a Formula One ignition post-workout stack. Um, you know, if you're not big into working out, but you still need to get some more, but you're not getting an adequate amount of protein, you know, get you some level one high quality sustained assimilation protein breaks down uh, your body recognizes it much more digesting as a a whole food source of protein rather than just a regular old protein shake you know the um, um, you know if you're not getting enough protein right? maybe you're a vegan get you some vegan power pro Uh, it's one of the only full uh, amino acid profile Proteins out there, and again, uh, very so much denaturing of the product in a lot of these other products on the market. Vegan Power Pro is like that, you know. And you can get the level one bar protein bars or the Vegan Power Pros, they both come in boxes at two, so get you two different flavors and uh, go to town. Let me know which one is your favorite. I fucking love birthday cake and mint ice cream sandwich. On the vegan, I like the uh, uh, chocolate brownie and the motherfucking peanut butter crunch. That peanut butter crunch is A1. Lo- love you guys. Baltimore. more. Out.